This is Trek FM. Telling frequencies open, this is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Wednesday, April 29th, 2015. I'm Christopher Jones, and I have two stories for you today. The first annual Independent Star Trek Fan Film Awards take place in Atlanta, and the photography of Leonard Nimoy comes to North Carolina. First, let's talk about the Independent Star Trek Fan Film Awards. These were held at the Trek Atlanta convention, formerly known as Trek Tracks, and that took place at the Marriott Century Center in Atlanta on April 26th. They gave out awards in nine categories, and the winners were decided by a panel of judges with experience working in Star Trek. Now, these judges include Diana Botsford, a novelist and screenwriting professor who is known for three Stargate novels, and also, Star Trek fans will know her work, Rascals on the Next Generation, a very fun episode, which she penned. Also an author, someone everyone in the world of Star Trek knows, Peter David, is on the panel. Of course, Peter David, known for all sorts of Star Trek novels over the years, also known for his work in comics, and in the novel verse, shall we call it, he penned the New Frontier series, which of course is one of my favorite book series because Robin Leffler is in it. Now, also on the panel is our friend Keith DeCandido, who has joined Matthew and me on Literary Treks many times and is always fun to talk to. He has written 39 Star Trek stories. And Michael Demerit, an assistant director on Voyager and Enterprise, was on the panel. And then rounding it off with Susan Sackett, who is an author and a screenwriter. She was involved in three Star Trek films and a whopping 111 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, including, again, one of my favorites, The Game, because why? Robin Leffler's in it, and also Menage a Troy. All right, so that's the panel. So these guys are really, I think, very well qualified to pick the winners here. Now, of course... With Star Trek fan films, there are a lot of them these days, and maybe more than you might be thinking. You know, off the top of your head, you might think Star Trek continues, of course, New Voyages, Axanar, but there are so many others out there. The nominees came from Star Trek Continues, Project Potemkin, Star Trek Rendezvous, Star Trek Secret Voyage, Starship Exeter, Star Trek Reliant, Star Trek Nature's Hunger, Starship Valiant, Prelude to Axanar, of course, Starship Farragut, and New Voyages Phase 2. Now, they all received multiple nominations across multiple awards. And I should mention, not everyone that I listed here, but lots of these guys you can hear with me on Continuing Mission, talking about you know how the projects came together and behind the scenes, and often when a new episode is coming up, we're talking about it there. So, What did you have to do to be considered for these awards? Well, the nominees had to be live-action, dramatic presentations set in the Star Trek universe, and they have, based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry, included in the credits. So that's important. You need to give proper credit to your source material. Now, they also had to be available on the internet during 2014 and have a full entry on IMDb. So a lot of criteria here, but all these guys had their bases covered and they got nominated. 
Now, even though there were a lot of different projects nominated, the awards went to only three. Prelude to Axanar, New Voyages, and Star Trek Continues. So who won? Well, in the nine categories, Best Production Design went to Scott Cobb for Prelude to Axanar. Best Visual Effects, Prelude to Axanar. Best Soundtrack, Prelude to Axanar. Best Original Screenplay, Prelude to Axanar. Best Actor, this is not Prelude to Axanar, even though there are many wonderful actors in there. Best Actor went to Vic Magnagna of Star Trek Continues, who, of course plays Captain Kirk and I think really does a fantastic job of capturing Captain Kirk and Shatner's Kirk, but it doesn't feel like he's mimicking Shatner. It doesn't feel like a caricature. Uh, When I have Star Trek Continues playing on one of my displays in the studio and I'm working on something else, and I told this to Vic actually, that I feel like I'm watching Kirk and I'm watching something shot in 1966, 1967. I think Vic does just a fantastic job, and I think he's very, very deserving of Best Actor honors here. Best Director went to Christian Gossett of Prelude Axenar, and Best Director for me, that's a tough one because I think all these guys do a really great job, but Christian definitely did a great job with Prelude Axenar, so I think he's very deserving as well. Huge congratulations there. And also Best Supporting Actor. Now, this one goes to Clay Sayer of Star Trek New Voyages slash Phase 2 for the episode Mind Sifter. And then Best Dramatic Presentation, Short Form and Long Form, two categories here. Short Form went to Prelude to Axanar, no surprise there. And Best Dramatic Presentation, Long Form went to Star Trek Continues for the episode Lolani. And I just absolutely agree with both of those. Prelude Axanar is fantastic. Every time I show it to someone, they say, why did you show me that? Now I want more because it's not long enough and it just makes you want the rest of the story. Lolani, on the other hand, is probably for me the best story that I've seen, the the best overall episode that I've seen of any of these series so far. Now, Star Trek continues their mirror episode, Fairest of Them All, was really fantastic. But Lolani, for me, which was directed by Chris White, was, I think, it really captured the core of TOS, but it updated it for 2014 in a way that made the story resonate with us watching it today. But it still felt like something that Gene Roddenberry would have wanted to tell in the 1960s. And it it had a really great message to it. And of course, seeing the Orions again was also wonderful. So I think Lolani is an excellent choice here. And that's what I would have voted for as well had I been on the panel. So it's interesting to see an award show being put together just for Star Trek fan films. Because as I said up at the top, you, you may on the surface feel like there aren't that many uh, different projects that are going to be nominated, but in actuality there are. We're really in a time when, when fan content for Star Trek is just exploding and it's getting better and better and uh, leaves us all scratching our heads as to why CBS doesn't notice this, although I know that they do. 
and why they don't give us a new series on television. But I think that'll be coming as well. So Treka Film would like to extend our congratulations to all of the winners of this year's awards. Please keep making this great content for us, for all the fans out there. And we're really looking forward to seeing what is nominated in next year's awards. And tell us, we would like to know from you listening, which of these nominees and winners have you seen? Now, of course, we didn't break down every category, everything that was nominated, but which of these who won did you see? Which of the nominees I listed at the top did you see who you think maybe should have won instead of Axanar, New Voyages, or Continues? And what additional categories would you like to see awarded next year? You can let us know on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. And on Facebook, come over and join the Babel Conference, our listeners group. It's a private closed group. You need to click join, but we'll let you write in, type B-A-B-E-L into the search field on Facebook and come in there and let us know what you think about this. I would love to hear from you there. All right. The second story I have today is something that Larry Nemechek and I talked about a while back on Matterstream. And this is an exhibition coming to North Carolina called The Other Side of the Lens, The Photography of Leonard Nimoy. This is opening on May 1st, that's Friday, at Alamance Arts in Graham, North Carolina. And Larry's friend, Bonnie Moss, who Larry and I had the great pleasure of having on an episode of Matterstream right after Leonard Nimoy passed away, uh, she told us all about her experience with Leonard over the years, getting to know him through his photography, meeting him, getting to spend time with him. And she actually has a lot of his photography in her collection. She started collecting when she was 15, and 10 pieces that she has are part of this exhibition in North Carolina. The other pieces, there are actually 43 pieces in total. The other 33 are on loan from a gallery called the R. Michelson Galleries in Northampton, Massachusetts. And together, these 43 photos span nearly 50 years of Leonard Nimoy's work. Now, I I knew, of course, that Leonard Nimoy was a photographer. I've known that for a long time. But what I didn't know until I got to talk to Bonnie and learn more about it was that Leonard Nimoy started taking photographs when he was 13 years old. He actually turned the bathroom of his extended family's house actually an apartment in Boston, into a dark room. And so photography was really a lifelong passion of his that maybe we could say was interrupted by all of his TV work. But he's a wonderful creative, so you know it's all part of who he is as a whole. But this exhibition was being planned before he passed away, so it's not actually something that's being put on in honor of him after his death. It wasn't meant to be a posthumous event. It's just simply turned out to be so. But it's really wonderful that the Alamance Arts is putting this together and the general public can come and see it. And it's free. So no admission. You just need to be in the Graham, North Carolina area. It's going to run from April 30th through July 15th. Well, actually April 1st to July 15th. April 30th at 6.30 p.m. is a special reception to kick things off. And it'll be open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So you've got all day. They're closed on Sundays. If you're in the Graham, North Carolina area, 
Be sure to check this out. It's got to be amazing to see. And in fact, Rich Michelson, who runs our Michelson Galleries, told the Times News newspaper there in Graham, North Carolina, certainly the majority of people show up out of curiosity because of his celebrity, and they generally tend to be skeptical. But I find once they see the photography, they leave with a totally different frame of mind. They come in talking about Nimoy the actor and leave talking about Nimoy the photographer. So Rich has a lot of experience with people viewing Leonard's work because it is there in his gallery. And that's just interesting. I mean, you know someone as Spock for all of these years. We as Star Trek fans know him primarily as Spock. And and to see the work and then to leave and, and just see this man through a different lens, no pun intended here, but a different lens, is is wonderful and I think rewarding and something that I wish that I could see as well. Maybe I will have to talk to Rich and Bonnie and Elements Arts and see if we can't get this exhibition over here in Tokyo. I, you know, we have so many exhibits running all the time right around my office area, in fact, that uh, we should bring this over here. So anyway, great news here. Thank you to Larry and Bonnie for making sure I got this information so I could share it from you. Most of the information that I have shared with you here today comes from a news article by Michael Abernethy in the Times News there in Graham, North Carolina. Bonnie sent us a PDF of the newspaper, which was really wonderful. And speaking of Bonnie, if you want to know more about her experience with Leonard Nimoy, go over and listen to the episode of Matterstream that she did with Larry and me. It's Matterstream 24. It's titled, Leonard Nimoy Was the Guy. And that's a direct quote from Bonnie. And we spend actually an hour talking about her experience meeting Leonard over the years. It's really, really interesting stuff. So check that out, Matterstream 24. And also let us know if you do go to the exhibit and Philip Gilfus, host of Earl Grey here on the network, if you're listening to this, I'm counting on you to go there, considering that your handle is NC Public Servant, because you are there in North Carolina. But for anyone, if you go, let us know what you think about it. Again, hit us up on Twitter at TrekFM. Come to Facebook, The Babel Conference, type B-A-B-E-L, and you'll get over there. And share your thoughts on it. I'd love to know what you think about the photography if you go. All right, well, that's everything that I have for you in this episode of Hyper Channel. Be sure to check out all of the shows on the network. We have so many shows for you covering every single corner of the Star Trek universe. We've got a dedicated show for every series, every live action series. We've got other discussion shows. We've got science. And of course, we've also got general geek talk there on the 602 Club with Matthew so check out all of our shows. You can find us in iTunes, on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Windows Phone, BlackBerry, SoundCloud. We're just everywhere. I think the other day I said you can find us anywhere that audio leaks from your speakers. So go check out the shows. Give us a listen. Give us a star rating and a written review as well. And I'd love to hear from you. The places I mentioned already, of course, go there. And if you prefer email, contact is where you'll find the form. Or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trekfm and send us a voicemail through there. And also, before I let you go, I do want to give a quick shout out to one of our news writers here, Eric Wellsby, who helped put together today's show. Eric gathered all the information about the Fan Film Awards for us. So thank you, Eric, for your help with today's story. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll be back soon with some more stories for you. 
And until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.